so I'm assuming this is going to be in the opener. Uh, I only bought White Claws because uh, I really wanted to play Warzone with Cody last night <laughs> because of the incredible performance uh, off the ice uh, that he performed. And uh, earlier that day, I also decided to have our friend, uh, our Twitter friend, and now our Zoom friend, uh, Mr. David Booth. Um, so uh, this is the Roxy Fever episode where we do that. Uh, we're going to talk about this week. Uh, wait, oh, fuck. I fucked that up. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Roxy Fever, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. Handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. I see you now about the fall. everybody uh i'm your host viasteran uh this is a special episode uh you, we know you listen to us for the advanced stats um <laughs> you we know you listen to us uh for all the information on where the canucks park their cars uh <laughs> and uh for whatever is bookmarked in uh elliot's cat geek uh history folder or whatever <laughs> uh anyways uh today is a twitter bullshit episode but we will start off with some hockey so uh as usual we have our two co-hosts uh jackson yeah hi. hi everybody um <laughs> i handed the rands over to uh vias for this one because i kind of just took the week off of uh hockey stuff i'm planning a wedding and planning out uh what life is going to look like when we're actually allowed to like do stuff again and so i didn't really honestly i didn't pay attention to a single fucking thing that happened this week so i look forward to uh hearing about it from all of you while i play uh mario kart for switch online uh, hell yeah so yeah thanks guys <laughs> that's awesome um also elliot hoyt's here as always um i was also just doing wedding planning yeah shit. I just learned that I have to build a wedding arch. I did that five years ago, and I'm still working on it. Fair. <laughs> what is a wedding arch? Go on Instagram, dude. Okay. You have to have like right. women on your Instagram who are getting married, and <laughs> those women love arches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, too many jokes I could make that I will refuse to make right now. Uh, Try one. Uh, when I Google search women in arches, different things come up. <laughs> <laughs> See what uh, I mean? <laughs> the things I'm not going to put. That's up. okay. I browse cat friendly on incognito mode. I don't know. What, I don't know why I just thought of this, but like you, you guys know those people who like just all they do is get mad at the broadcast. Like that's just their entire. Uh, yeah, on Twitter yeah. yeah. Like, like whole accounts are devoted to that. Just devoted day. to getting mad at the broadcast. And, and like one thing that they'll say sometimes is like, why, like what's so special about a, a show that's like hosted by all like women or whatever? Like, <laughs> why isn't there a show hosted by all men? <laughs> <laughs> and I just always try to, like, like how, like to what extent you would have to like, how over the top with the manliness would you have to be to host a show 
that's that's like the hockey podcast for guys like hello welcome to the man cast <laughs> our dicks are rock hard i mean every hockey podcast is already sponsored by manscaped yeah <laughs> and blue chew like this already is about guys with hard dicks welcome to the man cast this is your host chad badly and uh i we're just here to tell you that we are not gay <laughs> bleep the guy's name but oh my god i wish was here to do a J-Pat impersonation <laughs> of one of the ad reads because yeah, uh, Mr. Booth, you got to hear one of his uh, the, his J-Pat is so good. I've uh, heard it's good. Yeah, it's freaky. Yeah, it's, it's really so, freaky. It's 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 terrifying. Yeah. Uh, now, initially, we were going to do a hockey, like a very hockey centric episode, um, but then a lot of fun stuff happened, so we decided to uh, do an emergency episode uh, with the friends Cody Sievertson and uh, Mr. David Booth. Uh, <laughs> how you two boys doing? <laughs> I, I don't know about uh, David, but I'm obviously on like a huge high. Uh, big, big Friday game for me and the boys, you know, got pucks in deep, uh, got some memes in deep and uh, come out in the <laughs> really deep, real deep, uh, like inception levels deep, you know, three dreams deep came out of the weekend with like 900 extra followers who are going to be expecting <laughs> a lot of meme content for me and they're going to be so sorely just disappointed on its line combination yeah, yeah. 900 <laughs> followers just dying for the latest vinnie arsenal memes yeah hey guys <laughs> i know you're looking for another meme about the chicklets but how about some deep dive into the corsi of mitch elliott yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're like what but uh i don't know david what about you man <laughs> big big weekend i'm on a big high too man i'm super excited to be on here when i was asked to talk about our shared love with jim Be- of jim benning so super <laughs> pumped to do that with everyone you know we're all yes. big benning guys here so yes. really That's excited right. to do that i can't think of much else going on personally <laughs> just secured some pretty solid rent though pretty pretty not great space not a lot of space available there but pretty happy with the rent i was able to secure <laughs> <laughs> So obviously, uh, the really fun uh, last few days, you guys actually, it's still going on. You guys are still getting hits uh, from yeah. some big names, as uh, we which speak. as, we, as speak. we speak, God, I hope more come while we're recording. Uh, we will get to the reason we have you on uh, in a few minutes. Uh, we will address uh, what's happening on the ice right now, though. Uh, the Canucks just ended a ended a winning streak. I believe I didn't watch the last game. I, I listened to shoot on the radio, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> They lost in, I, I honestly haven't really been, like I said, like I, I, this was my first week of Canucks hockey in probably like seven years where I missed more games than I watched. But from what I remember, they uh, lost last night against Montreal in overtime. Is that correct? The shootout. We're recording shootout. on Sunday, okay. March 21. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so Obviously, like I said, like I didn't uh, I didn't keep a super close eye on things, but uh, kind of right. It seemed like right at the point of the season where everybody uh, had kind of more or less come to an agreement that this was it. You know, the Canucks weren't making the playoffs. Season was over. Uh, (laughs) They strung together something like what, like seven wins in eight games or something. I'm terrible with, uh, with remembering streaks or any kind of like numbers. They just jumble up in my head, which is funny. Cause I wrote for the numbers blog for like four years, but, uh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've, I've just been kind of enjoying like watching people start to come around again and just like thinking to myself, you know, 
are, are we really just are, is, are we just going to do this forever? Is this just going to be my life is just watching uh, a, a Canucks team that is not very good play really, really horrendously and think to myself, oh, you know, the 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 chickens are finally coming home to roost and then just watch a hot goaltender string together enough good performances to like fool the 10 percent of the market that is dumb enough to think that they're a playoff team into uh you know not selling at the deadline which is uh which unfortunately that percentage of people also encompasses everyone in the canucks front office so yeah (laughs) and on top of like your episode with yank yerky and going over like just the historical like decades and decades of failure and misery it kind of seemed appropriate that they would go on like a giant win streak just to give false hope to the management staff that are like by all objective measures should be going like yep let's sell what we can and the division is so weird we might still make the playoffs anyway let's try and kill two birds with one stone but instead i think it was last night's game elliot friedman said they're they're not selling they're putting a pin in that they're they're back in the playoff hunt baby in in basically as many words which i mean depending where you are on the fence like that's kind of good if you're on that side but for any person that is an avid roxy fever listener (laughs) any person that graduated the fifth grade (laughs) uh you know this win streak was horrible. To be an optometrist, you only need a fourth grade degree. It's amazing. I love <laughs> yeah. this. I love. I love this province. Oh, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, or like I. I mean, I'm was. I was a terrible student in school, but I just figured that like optometrists, they just take the same eye test that you go to when you get your eyes checked. <laughs> and if you get, if you score high enough, they say, yeah, you can ask other people to do this too. <laughs> yeah, optometrists, their their whole. Uh, like their entire job interview process is just like being the guy with the best eyesight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's how you get that job. That's- yeah. One of them is the guy from Armageddon who just memorizes the eye chart. Yeah, yeah, you just cheat. That's yeah. a cool thing to believe that that's how you get the optometrist <laughs> job. I think I'm going to start believing that. <laughs> a dentist is just the guy who's really good at brushing teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dentists are the only people that actually floss every single day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly oh it is i i was gonna add there's a twisted like upside uh to this season well i was thinking about ian clark and when you when you brought up the goalie thing like yeah once again we have a hot goalie uh there's a slight chance we get in the playoffs and the same fucking year happens all over again yeah uh in a year repetitive enough (laughs) we need this to fucking happen again uh but thinking about the way that uh management has not been signing their coaches back for next year like we talked about travis green enough but more lately people have been talking about ian clark ian clark is arguably the reason why the canucks are bad in our <laughs> in our mind's eye yeah. in the last few years yeah the one the one guy doing his job pro- or, no, no travis green's fine uh yeah. but but like he's a mega star at what he does and he's keeping the canucks just in but if they don't sign him and if you jump ship next year oh uh, the record or like the, the play will actually reflect like their play level because there won't be like this this brilliant goalie coach carrying them like yeah. not even not even just carrying the goaltending with their coaching but apparently carrying their shooters because Adam Gaudet scored a shootout winner and the only person he credited was Ian Clark for showing him how to <laughs> score which is just so funny. 
Be the best guy to tell you how to score a goalie would be the best goalie coach, right? Yeah. I think this could have almost been anticipated where like we end up in a situation where the team plays just good enough, even though they're really not that good to the point where everyone else is like, go because of all the political messes going on internally, except for J and J who are still going to be around one way or another. Yeah. I, I, the thing that I just wanted to get out is that like this season in particular has been, especially frustrating to watch because it's just like no one's really adding anything to the conversation anymore. Even the people who I agree with, uh, like, you know, like, like, uh, Drance who's like, you know, I, I like Drance. We, we chat a lot and like, I don't, I always feel weird. Like referring to a guy I met once in person (laughs) five years ago as a friend, but like, you know, we're chummy or whatever. And, uh, and it's, but it's like, you know, I'll see him on, uh, on Twitter or on the radio or whatever, like, um, making the case that like the Canucks absolutely have to sell and they can't like, they can't let this, uh, fool them or whatever. And it's like, Tom, you know, they're not going to do that. Like <laughs> it was, so, and, and even, and I just feel like watching, you know, like it's, it's frustrating watching otherwise smart people like gaslight themselves into thinking that anything's going to be different. Like when, uh, when Tanner Pearson went down with that injury is out like what, four weeks, I think they yeah. said. And, um, and when he went down for that, for that injury, I was just laughing because I was like, that's great for Jim Benning because the, yeah. the chances mm. the chances that they deal Pearson at the deadline decreased from zero to more <laughs> zero when he, he, when he got hurt because like they're not going to it's not in their DNA like they've never they've basically they were never going to do it they've yeah. I it, was it you Booth who uh, who pointed out that they've literally never dealt a pending UFA uh, for a pick. Was that you? I or was don't know if else? it was me. Might have okay. been someone else, but it definitely sounds true. Well, wasn't the last time that the Canucks ever ever traded a player for a pick, whether UFA or not? Yeah, Bxa. Bxa. Yeah. 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 That's right. I think that was actually my tweet. I think yes, I tweeted it that it was like uh, the last time they traded strictly for a pick was like 2017. Mm. Yeah, and <laughs> and so phenomenal. Uh, frankly, like when 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 I see Tanner Pearson go down with an injury, I just think like. Benning's like wiping the sweat off his brow like oh thank god (laughs) dodged a bullet on that one (laughs) now I have a built-in excuse to do you think his ankle will be okay tomorrow because I'm done thinking about today (laughs) (laughs) yeah there there, there is an amazing opportunity for for like a a live reading of all the Benning on empties (laughs) yeah (laughs) we should really uh jd and uh cody should should come on with an episode uh uh with me uh and without you two and it's just an oops all bennings episode where you just do like the, still the, have to do that just like the e1 where they're all <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden, but, it's, but it's all three of us just being Jim that is that is the best idea for one of our episodes and yeah. no we know that nobody else will be able to do it <laughs> it's true yeah. yeah the problem with pearson going down is what if they trade for someone for help because they don't have oh, Pearson. Oh, I was yeah. debating saying this, so I didn't want to speak it into the universe. But I knew I was gonna. I want to. I want the credit if it happens. I'm so glad you did. Yeah, it's the other it's great thing happen. too about being a freelancer now is that I'm not uh, backed into a corner where I have to write. So I wrote mm-hmm. one article about how they're not going to trade anyone, and it's like, okay, great. Now I'll write something after 
the deadline about how I was right that they weren't going to trade anyone. You know, like that's it. That's all I have to do. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's really uh, refreshing. Yeah. Real quick, the Pedersen injury to me as a casual fan has kind of just flown under the radar. Yeah. Like, yeah, they mentioned like Pedersen healthy scratch and they don't say anything else about it. Mm-hmm. I am getting weird vibes from this, just me personally. It's like the typical like Canucks news thing too, where they'll just like, it's like burying the lead entirely where they're like, oh yeah, we'll see where he is in a couple of days. And then it's like, happens three times. And then on yeah. the same day that they're like, oh, we picked up Jamie VC. They're like, oh, and uh, Pedersen's on LTIR with uh, Justin Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Tanner Pearson's out for four weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like yeah. a complete gaslighting of the the fan base, basically. It's the classic, like, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to open up this thread or whatever because we don't have time to talk about it. But like, it is the the classic principle that was on display when the JT Miller trade happened, where it's like, you know, with ninety eight percent of precincts reporting, <laughs> Canucks have traded Merrick Manzanitz and a third for JT Miller, <laughs> and then yeah. and then like a week passes, and then they're like, oh yeah, and also our first round pick. <laughs> Oh yeah, what was the the graphic? It was just it said like and some other stuff like yeah. an asterisk. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was specifically like twenty twenty conditional pick, and they just laughed at that. Right. It was yeah. no yeah. big deal. The conditional pick. The condition is if they say yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If the other team agrees to the trade, we'll also give you a first. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh god. Uh, I don't know if this will go in the episode, but I. Okay, is something going on with Pedersen? I think he's out till they was it till the end of the month or something, and then who knows what will happen after that? They'll probably announce another two weeks, three weeks after that. But I know for sure, like I can't remember who said this on Twitter, but he's out till the end of the month for sure. So it was supposed to be a day to day thing, which there's definitely some betting joke to make in there, but yeah, it's just <laughs> classic, just classic Canucks. Uh, the Benning's definitely giving the prognosis as we speak every single day, trying to get him back in the lineup. He keeps reading the prognosis wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, just like clapping his hands like Mr. Miyagi and trying to fix Petey's leg or whatever the problem is and thinking that'll solve all problems. Uh, he's he's reading the diagnosis chart and he's like, he's going to be out how many days? And they're like, Jim, that's his phone number. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I'm just I, just the one last thing about Pedersen is that just I feel like it's been a trend where when one of these things goes under the radar and none of the media really talk about it and like talk about what is the injury like is this going to be something like long term not just for this year but like will this plague his career yeah it there I sometimes see like it makes sense to me but media collusion on this stuff like all the reporters agree not to really go in on topic yeah and I agree with it in cases like when Markstrom had a tragedy in his family. Yeah. And he was gone for a while. Now I'm just kind of wondering if anybody knows if there's something similar going on. I'm not saying something nefarious is happening. I'm just genuinely curious at this point that we're missing our team superstar for so long. And Uh, yeah, not to the best of my knowledge, I'll ask uh, bleep and bleep. And bleep. um, (laughs) Ask one of those bleeps. What they, what they think. Uh, because because I think I feel like that that would be a good question to to ask them, because I, I mean, like the guys I know who are on press row, like generally uh, seem like they would they would be more on it. So I, I wonder what's going on there. But I have no I have no opinion on the matter. My rule of thumb is that if Patrick Johnson tweets about it, then it's probably serious. 
because yeah. he was the one that was like, there's something to Jacob Markstrom's injury. Uh-huh. And everyone was like, Patrick Johnson's just a shit disturber <laughs> trying to stir the pot. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And then like an hour later, they're like, yeah, Jacob Markstrom's out with injury. Uh, that was so funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> the way, just the way that so many people will like, you know, basically look at a journalist dead in the eye and be like, you made this up. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, okay, man, sure. Yeah. That's what I do in my spare time. Just yeah. make crap up for no reason. <laughs> all right. So that's the end of Canucks talk, I think. Yeah. Fellas. yeah, yeah unless right. anybody has anything to say. No. Uh, all oh, uh, yeah. No. The one other thing I just wanted to yeah. say is that uh, I mentioned this on Twitter, but um, but I haven't mentioned it on the show yet. And I just want to get it out there that I do legitimately think that there's a very, very, very good chance that uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say the Canucks can't make the playoffs because it is technically possible and it's probably more possible for a team in their position to do that in this division than in any other division. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um, but I, I am starting to think that the most likely course of action here or, or the most likely turn of events uh, rather uh, is going to be that they win like 65% of the rest of their games. And miss the playoffs by five points and, but, you know, perform well enough in the second half that uh, Francesco Aquilini has his excuse to keep uh, management on for the foreseeable future for at least one more year. Cause I think now at this point too, a lot of it is just that like, he doesn't want to spend more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to think that it's anything other than I just don't want to spend money. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I'm super curious about that. I, I, I've been wanting to ask Pat Johnson about it is like, what is the revenue stream for the Aquilinis? Like I keep hearing the thing, the thing brought up about how they have no money coming in, but like, is that limited to just Canuck sports and entertainment? Cause like, yeah, you have no revenue coming in for that, but you also, that's not your, that's not your cash cow. My understanding is that they have taken a hit from like their, you know, their legitimate business dealings have taken a hit. <laughs> <laughs> legitimate business. Uh, thank you. I, I was going to make a legitimate business crack as well. So thanks for that. But no, like, so apparently they've lost enough commercial and residential rents that they probably are hurting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, that must suck. I, I, I guess I'm curious. I mean, yeah, maybe, but I, I'm curious about the extent. <laughs> I'm curious about the extent. That's, no, that's for sure. And I don't know what that yeah, extent yeah. means at all. I just yeah. know that, like, you know, their spending money has been depleted, and like, you know, we're all we're all crying for them. But yeah. it would be so funny to find out if they are huge recipients of like some Canadian COVID subsidy, like oh, federal they government thing. Are. They they I bet they, they are. got a wage subsidy for the <laughs> parched like. <laughs> migrant workers or whatever no they got served for like brandon sutter yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Suze, the times call the, the times uh colonist is just publishing articles about how brandon sutter spent his serve money on a nintendo switch <laughs> <laughs> so you could play mario kart with jay beagle Canucks use their emergency wage subsidy just buy avocados <laughs> yeah yeah all right Let's uh, let's go to the main prize, and we'll talk about whether the Canucks are good another week. Yes, uh, Cody, Mister Booth, David, <laughs> tell us about how this week has gone. How about we start from the top, from of the last couple of weeks? So, if anyone had missed this, uh, I don't remember if this was talked about on the latest Roxy Fever, but basically, what happened was 
Gord Miller was like, he had time during his day. So he was like, I'm going to do an ask me anything on Twitter. Ask me whatever you want. I got time to kill to my next flight. And so someone had asked him, um, hey, when are you going to go on Spit and Chicklets with? And then, he, of course, he tags, you know. Because it's literally impossible to talk about those guys without also tagging them. Anyway. Yeah, you have to let them know whenever you're mentioning them that they're you're being talked about because otherwise they don't know you, you appreciate them and you can't have that happen. Yeah, it's like Bloody Mary. You, if you say Paul Bissonette's name, if you say Biz Nasty 2.0 three <laughs> times in a mirror, he appears behind you. If you misspell uh, it once, he'll he'll come even quicker. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so they asked him, like, are you going to go on Chicklets and talk with, you know, my the bros? And then, you know, hashtag like Stooley Nation or whatever. And he's like, I like I like Paul. I like Ryan, but I am not touching Barstool with like a 10 foot pole. Like I'm paraphrasing. Anything affiliated with Barstool is a no go for me. That's the actual words. Yeah. And. To anyone like reading it, you're just like, oh, okay, that's fair. Way to way to take a stand a bit, considering no one else really does in the hockey media landscape. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm sure Biz Nasty's uh, ats and mentions went through the roof with with countless bros going, "Did you read this, bro? Can you believe this?" <laughs> and um, so they got mad, very very like mad and sicked their fan base on Gord Miller and his like 13 year old daughter for having the gall to take a stand on principles as to why they do not endorse or support barstool sports. And by extension, the spit and chicklets podcast. It was very, I will uh, add to just for context, like it was incredibly innocuous. Someone like he was doing a Q and a session Someone asked him about a show that he could potentially get invited on. And what he said was, I like those guys. They like, I, I don't have a beef with them, but yeah. like, I just barstool stuff is not, you know, I don't, which I, th- I feel like is like probably the most diplomatic Canadian way of handling that. Just yeah, be like, I don't have anything against those guys. I just the parent company, like, you know, it, it's like, um, I don't know. It would be it would be like almost like, you know, you like fucking buying uh, you're out buying groceries for someone or whatever. And they tell you not to buy Sabra hummus or something. <laughs> and they're just like, you know, no, no, uh, no judgment or whatever. But like I practice BDS or whatever. And it's like, OK, fine. Like defamation I, against hummus here. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't know. I just thought it was very like for people who whine all day about how like nobody can have polite disagreements anymore it's like that was a polite disagreement yeah it was the most polite disagreement it couldn't have been more diplomatic than it was i may be judging this just based off of gordon miller's voice alone but he sounds like one of the sweetest non (laughs) like non-asshole hockey people up in the higher echelons of canadian hockey media like of all the people uh for people to go shitting on in canadian media gordon miller is not somebody i'd put on that list okay you know how diplomatic Gord Miller was in this instant is that you had Canucks Twitter, every single one of them, all the same people that made fun of Gord Miller for his hashtag or for his thank you, or we should be apologizing to Jim or saying thanks or whatever. That's the one. All those same people that made fun of Gord were now coming back and being like, dude, like, I'm so sorry for having (laughs) made fun of you. You're a real one. You handled this 
superbly, sir, and our and we tip our caps to you. And Hands down my favorite gourd on Twitter. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, whenever we make fun of gourds on Canadian gourds, we he, he's not included in this. Yeah, no. <laughs> not all gourds. Um, not all gourds. <laughs> I had a real I had a real point to say about there, but I just ruined it for myself. So we're good. not all gourds is pretty good though. Oh, yeah, no. It's in the running for the episode title. <laughs> yeah. We'll think of think of something better. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. No, it was so uh, diplomatic that like there was a very easy way out for Chicklets fans to uh de-escalate the situation because like as they're known said, to do. Not, yeah. <laughs> as, they're, as they're trained to do. Yeah. As they're very well trained and well known for doing. He said, Hey, you know, my problems with Barstool. Of course, it's not like Barstool's fans are notorious for their reason take to mild criticism yeah i mean it was just several months ago that i believe jd jd bunkus came under mm-hmm. his nasties <laughs> ire during a podcast recording over i don't even remember what but then everyone started going off on jd bunkus and jd burke's mentions being yeah. like, you're a piece of shit all this what about ism and that's like kind of where like like Jackson's saying like you're just like there is no like healthy discussion there's no there's no peaceful talk about why he'd be st- taking this stance or like an acknowledgement of why he might take his stance it was just you work for Bell Media how can you shit on these guys they donated money to COVID relief therefore uh, nothing bad they did counts or matters because of this one thing they just did recently which sure if you want to make that argument but it was like made with a single line almost like it was like copied and pasted from like some hub that stoolies go to like like hey Cordbilla went after us use this copy and paste and let them know that we donated <laughs> you know three hundred thousand dollars to, to COVID relief okay boys don't make us get vin dog on him and every single reply we was the exact same kept dunkin donuts afloat <laughs> yeah <laughs> During quarantine, yeah. Ed's Pizza Parlor in South Philly uh, was saved because of Barstool and David Portnoy. It wasn't like a fair argument. It was all just like whataboutism and uh, like nothing reasonable happening. And then that led to a few days later on Friday's game against uh, the Habs when um, the sourced my clip because i clip the games i clip all random crap i clip goals all that shit and uh david booth the gentleman himself sent me a dm saying Co- like, coordinated with you coordinated. Co- coordinated with me a coordinated <laughs> coordinated yes we we talk about who we can get every single sam day. chang was there george yeah. was there <laughs> we were on the grassy knoll uh going over our dms <laughs> together and uh I, at first, I didn't know why he was sending me the video because I was like, oh, I don't follow Spit and Chicklets, so I guess they stole my video. That's weird. And then I realized they had my name on the bottom, and you can change that so it reads whatever you want. So it was kind of like the light bulb went off, and I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Real quick, what was the name you had on there before? It, it was something weird. My original name was because... Like so, speaking of trolling and Francesco Aquilini, for the last I don't know, like this goes back years <laughs> and years and years. I've it's kind of like a shtick, but like 
I'd have friends over back at the times when you could have friends over and um, would get like really tanked. And then we'd open up twitch.tv and look up uh, Microsoft flight simulator streamers who had like, you know, 10 or 15, like not a lot, but like some. And what I do is I would go in their chat and I'd sound really dramatic and be like, guys, I got a problem. I got like 45 people at my house right now. I promised them chicken parmesan and I haven't even started cooking anything. I need a recipe ASAP. And so naturally I thought I'm going to start doing that to Francesco Aquilini because he always tweets at like the weirdest times and they never make sense given like earlier things that he states about his it, team. It's an yeah. alien writes them. Kang and Kodos writes those. Uh, exactly. Those it's, it's like a, it's like a group think tank comes together to write a tweet without any context <laughs> of like his previous tweets or anything. Like they never make sense. So my name at the time was chicken Parmesan Sievertson or something or Sievert Parmesan was, or whatever. Yeah. Parma Sievertson. Thank you. Yes. It was. I needed that story to be told. <laughs> when I was young, I dreamed of being a blueberry. I don't know. <laughs> Keep that one in because I didn't get it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Kang and Kodos. When I was young, I dreamed of being ah, a baseball. That's that's yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Well, after Booth sent me this tweet, I started uh, twirling, twirling to <laughs> freedom, and changed my name from Chicken Parmesan to Gord Miller was right, and. Uh, I kind of assumed they'd have caught it instantly, but they didn't. So I started poking around and getting people's inputs. What should I say? And by the way, that means whenever, when everybody, somebody looks at the tweet, they yeah. see right underneath the video is from that account. So yeah. it's like right there. Everybody sees it. It's very yeah, you clear. You can't miss it. You can't yeah. miss it. It would say from Gord Miller was right on the yeah. main spit and chicklets page. Can I just say about that? Because that's, this is the reason why I sent to the Cody in the first place. If whoever's in charge of the spin and chiclet social media accounts wasn't so lazy to like take people's videos all the time, yeah. this wouldn't have ever happened. And it's one of my mm -hmm. pet peeves for whatever reason, because it takes you 20 seconds to screen record it on your phone, trim the video, and then just post it as your own. And then no one would even know about it. But instead, you're just taking videos from all these guys and this is what's going to happen obviously and so yeah i remember i saw the chicken parmesan thing and i was like that can't be right it doesn't say chicken parmesan and so i refreshed the page i'm like no no it says from gordon miller's right oh okay that makes way hold on hold on and then <laughs> obviously cody just took it from there killed it i got some good ones in there i got i sent it to sam chang so i was like obviously she takes a huge brunt of like the stoolie nation attack Absolutely. just for oh, yeah just for the virtue of like existing with her, her, the gall of her to have a podcast with four, like four women on it. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. How, how dare you, frankly? Uh, so I was like, yeah, what do you want me to say? Uh, I'll, I'll put anything. They're going to delete it eventually. <laughs> like the clock is ticking. So I got one from her and I really thought like, okay, it's been like five minutes. It's going to be gone. Um, but that didn't happen. And I got like a good 45 to 55 minutes of just like, fucking around and trolling this stupid frat bro site for such a long period of time. I think it's what, what people needed. They, mm -hmm. like, it's true. So, it's true. so often. <laughs> can I, like, can I get the full list? Does anyone have the full list? Oh, of what I, do. Games I do. I do. I have it queued up. So, so like, fortunately I was smart enough to be like, okay, I got to save these because if no one catches it, then I'm just going to look like a complete idiot changing my name over and over again. Yeah. 
So I started out with stop being mean to Gord Miller. <laughs> the next one was Soul Cycle Forever, which, <laughs> which, which if you don't if you don't know, um, Dave Portnoy's wife or ex wife now was cheating on him for a Soul Cycle instructor yeah, and her left soul him. Cycle instructor, yeah, she... which is. I don't know. It's just really funny. It's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things where, where it, it, it's like just the classic um, example of someone whose entire uh, identity is, is how Chad they are just being a total, you know, yeah. a total beta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, I didn't, I was going to put like soul cycle cuck, but I don't know. Cuck <laughs> seems so like, like, like a word they would use. So I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'll make it more, yeah. more, more broad. Uh, so then after that, I followed it up with uh, Barstool content is underwhelming. Yeah. Oh, then this one was, this was purely a reference to Roxy Fever because this was, this was oh. an ode to Jackson with oh. uh, Dave Portnoy closes the fridge door with his hips. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Which, like, I'm sure some people were like reading all these like name changes and seeing like all these anti-Barstool tweets and being like, Close the fridge door what with his hands. <laughs> I'm not sure I, mean, I get that one. Yeah. That's, we'll let that one just skate by. If you get it, you get it. You... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then I got in a pink Whitney tastes like shit, which Fair. <laughs> some people like it. I I think it tastes like diabetes in a cup. Yeah. So I've never had it. I feel like it's something that I would like half an ounce of. Then after that, I get tired of it. But yeah, totally. I've never I had assume it, it's so. too sweet. I don't it's know what the deal sweet. is. It's very because yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's lemonade and vodka and pink it's lemonade like flavored vodka is that the deal yeah it's just it's great. just sourpuss see now this is the other <laughs> yeah. thing is that you're 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 like we are we're the man podcast for men and yeah. also uh please buy our uh branded vodka for 13 year old girls i don't know like <laughs> yeah. it's not I, it's and, and i want to i want to make it clear like i don't subscribe to these uh these like antiquated ideas of, of masculinity or whatever, but yeah, like drink whatever the I, hell you want. I grew, but I did grow up in Nanaimo. So I am familiar with them. <laughs> and uh, I know, you know, I know when someone's living up to them and when they're not. So yeah, absolutely. It's just funny. Um, so the next one was from Samantha Chang and that one was stoolies are puck bunnies, oh, which good. I'm kind of mad. Like, I think that's kind of insulting to Audrey and Christina personally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> From my from my other cre- uh, podcast, the Crease Cast, Lachlan said the same thing. He's like, "Okay, now hang on. This is this is offensive to the uh, the puck, the puck bunny podcast. community, yeah, which is fair." <laughs> um, then I just kind of got more broad with it because I was certain my my rope was coming, to- <laughs> so I just yeah. I flipped to just fuck bar stool. <laughs> which I I've since I've move. since seen people copying that one screenshot and just sending it to them off of any of their tweets, which is so rad. Oh, that's amazing. Um, next was Spit and Chicklet support Sarah Spain, which if you don't know, Sarah Spain worked for ESPN and uh, actively campaigned for them to not for or to disassociate themselves with um Barstool, yeah. and mm-hmm. I guess for whatever reason, well, I, we can note guess the reasons, but some of the males from ESPN contacted Barstool and told them this was happening. And Barstool oh, obviously shit. reacted as well as you could imagine them to. Stitches got stitches. Unbelievable. So next one was stoolies is American slang for simp. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I don't know. 
That's good. I like that. I, I like the you're phrase. under pressure. You're under pressure at this point. Yeah, I understand. Every yeah. every joke had to count, and I started getting DMs like midway through from people being like, "Bro!" So like, I there's a lot of pressure, you know, just like maintain being funny. It's really hard. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then barstool sucks. Uh, LOL, cry more, which is like the stoolies catchphrase when they think you've got a W over someone. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this yeah. one was my favorite, and I don't know. We don't have to go over all the rest of them, but I was really proud of this one because I've used this in uh, online gaming against people. Is that you should repeat the third grade? So I said, if you call Portnoy, Portnoy Prez, you should repeat third grade. <laughs> <laughs> that one was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite was Barstool. Pro union since 2021. Start one today! Exclamation mark! All caps. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that is good. I was gonna say, um, if if I had known about this while it was going on, like I said, I wasn't really online this week. But if I had known about it while it was going on, I would have suggested uh, hand towel assault victim as my uh, oh, my, my username. Uh, but yeah, no, pretty good, pretty good uh, work there, Cody. That was Thank incredible. You. Appreciate that was it. Incredible. Absolutely beautiful. But yeah, so after after this, you know, it kind of started taking off. And then I think David would probably take it from here because somehow <laughs> I I escape blame on all of this. <laughs> I don't know how, but I guess like because, you know, David is a very popular Canucks Twitter memer, dreamer. Uh, everyone loves me. As we everyone know. knows the booth trolls all the media, like hockey media guys. I'm genuinely curious if Mr. Mr. Booth is the Dennis, the menace of Canucks Twitter. (laughs) That's very true. Um, So yeah, I got, I obviously got a little liquored on the weekend uh, with Mr. Saran uh, playing some video games. And so I woke up like the next morning and (laughs) a tweet from uh, David from Paul Bissonnette. Being like, hey man, my last name has two N's in it. What a fumble by you on the Dr. DM. On top of that, next time, have me starting the DM conversation because you can't DM me first if I don't follow you. Run on sentence. Clean it up, cowboy. <laughs> Amateur hour. And that's amazing. Paul Bissonnette, Paul Bissonnette has 1.3 million followers, by the way. It's yes. a tweet from it's a tweet from a barstool guy. So I have to ask: Were there three space bars after every period as well, or is that just Portnoy that does that? Uh, I think it's just. Portnoy. I think that's just Portnoy. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think it's under style guide. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, fuck, I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Okay, so I feel like the biz nasty portion of this. Uh, that's that's where David can explain how things started going. All right, where'd you start? Well, first of all, I think the best part was when Spin and Chicklets finally found out that uh, Cody was changing the name under their tweet the whole time, which took them about an hour. No big deal. And there's probably like everyone yelling at their mentions like, hey, have you guys seen the JT Miller goal? And they're just ignoring it <laughs> until they realize I've got like hundreds of notifications. Like JT Miller call game. And then they finally realize and they, I think their first reaction, they immediately delete the tweet. And then the best part is they put it up again using, I don't know if you guys know the here's your replay guy or whatever. Yeah. They take his tweet instead and then put it up again with literally the same, same caption. tweet text, JT Miller calls game. And then everyone swarms or replies it again because this is all happening in a matter of minutes. So I don't know what they thought was going to happen given the replies were already swarmed with people who obviously love Barstool Sports and everything related to it. 
but they got the exact same reaction again. So they start muting all the replies and eventually delete it again. And then I, I can't remember what they tweeted next, but they're still tweeting in like the span of five minutes and nothing to do with JT Miller anymore, but they're still getting the exact same reply. So they just have call it a day and block everyone, which was definitely a fitting way to end the night. From there, I think this is where it sort of gets into biz nasty stuff. And for anyone who follows me, they know that I love to do a quick Photoshop DM. And uh, it just took me about five minutes really to make it, which is obviously why I did Fumble VN, which I really don't care about since I wasn't going to spend a whole egregious amount of time on it. Because unlike Paul Bissonnette, I don't spend all day planning my tweets to try to attack someone on Twitter.com. Because I actually have stuff to do. I think that part makes it even funnier because I feel like you misspelling it makes it just more obvious. Like, hey, yeah, this is a joke. And so if you're Paul yeah. Bissonnette, yeah. if you had, if you were an adult, you would be like, ah, dude, some guys just making fun of whatever. Who cares? Like, you, you yeah. want to be like, hey, that's not how you spell my name. It's not me. <laughs> do you really want a more convincing forgery out there? This guy's job for 10 years was to get punched in the face. <laughs> And, and he's like, someone was mean to me on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know, like, why he bothered to reply. Obviously, like, as soon as I put that up, everyone's tagging him. Hey, at, um, what's his tag? Like, at BizNasty 2.0, have you seen this? When I literally tagged at School Presidente, have you seen this? Big <laughs> fan. So I'm not even, I'm not worried about Paul Bissonnette or any of those guys. I'm going for the top dog. So my target wasn't even big. <laughs> I don't even care about him. And the best part is now he's super obsessed over me. So I'm um, just going through these tweets. Um, we already covered the first one. I reply with a response that really doesn't warrant any time or energy. I just say, now that I have your attention, Barstool is trash. Enjoy the rest of your day, cowboy. And then he replies. First, he replies with a gif. That's just like that guy yelling burn right straight into the camera which yeah. was a bit unconvincing so he follows that up <laughs> thanks for the follow and engagement now back to your pathetic life and it keeps going from there uh this one tweet from best mode yelling i'm not owned an anonymous career accounts on your saturday yes your life seems great and it keeps <laughs> going from there i think Other friend he, honestly oh yeah um okay. i think a lot of his tweets in my thread, like I'll give him credit because he definitely put a lot of time and effort into sending them out since there's about like 10 of them in the span of five minutes, which is really impressive since they're all super long for the most part and very insulting of everyone. So kudos to him. My favorite part about everything is 17, 18 year old girls finding about the tweets and then Paul Bissonnette coming back at them with <laughs> captions such as, it says in your bio you were born in 2000. Big L, hashtag math guy. What? The hashtag math guy made me laugh so hard when I read that. Like, you know, he's like, oh, God, I'm bro. Oh. Well, he didn't even get the math right. Like, he couldn't even count up till 17 or 18. Like, if you're born <laughs> in 2000, you're clearly 21 years old. So I don't know what exactly he was counting there, which just makes it all so much better. He just thinks it's 2017 still. Yeah. And I mean, in fairness, like who among us? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the best part, like I wasn't on Twitter all that much yesterday. It just, I kind of caught up on all the coverage, um, like everything that I missed right before the Canucks game. And this is where it gets like 
even worse because Cody's mentions are all like, Cody, you're a legend, our king, <laughs> our savior. And I'm just going to go through the last like 10 message requests that I have. I'm not going to open them. I'm just going to read the first thing I say. Yeah. You're an effing bitch. Why are you acting like a tuna? Dude, chill out. Be better. You seriously live a pathetic life. You effing loser. Loser. What a loser. <laughs> OMG. And someone sent me a photo of them in biz, which I don't know why. But anyways, yeah. Um, just See, the most we've actually met. People. <laughs> just the most rational people coming all at once. And that was a lot of fun. Just <laughs> getting to meet with the biggest brains and the <laughs> biggest IQs on Twitter all at once. I truly have never had that. So now like, me and Gordon Miller and the broadcast, we can all have our own little support group and talk about our experiences, which is really exciting. <laughs> I also want to add to that. Apparently the reason why Gord uh, doesn't like, like Gord's relationship with Barstool or whatever, not liking them, not wanting to like yeah. Uh, yeah. be associated with them or whatever. Apparently that all just, apparently that's all like his daughter hooked him to that, which is just so sweet. Like, yeah, just the oh, idea yeah. that like his, his daughter was like, Oh, like, Barstool is really misogynistic or whatever, and then Gord just being like, "Oh well, I better listen to my daughter," you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, she know better than me. So what a yeah, what a mm-hmm. what a sweet man. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that. Another sweet man, yep. Daniel Wagner. Yes. Yeah. Who's who said something here? I don't have the tweet in front of me. Can someone get that tweet open, please? Here, I I got it because yeah, for, got it open for anyone okay. that doesn't know, um, like Daniel Wagner is genuinely one of the nicest men in. Canucks media and maybe in British Columbia, Canada, yeah, maybe would, Canada he, in general. He would always pass it to Bullis. He would always do that. <laughs> yeah, <true>. he would. <laughs> I got it. I got it. You got it. Okay. Yeah, Paul Bissonnette would like everyone to know on Canucks Twitter to know that he has not been owned, and his current resemblance to a corn cob is purely coincidental. <laughs> Someone replies with, "He also knows if you are a teenager or not, which is good." And then Wagner delivers the final bomb. I guess he has a lot of practice making absolutely certain of someone's age for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? God. What a, can I, I'm just going to say this retroactively. I just want, can you insert the applause noise there? Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the slow, like the slow clap thing. Just oh, amazing. Wow. I didn't, oh, man. I missed that. I, I'm hearing oh, you about, missed that? I'm oh. hearing about most of this for the first time, to be honest. Like oh, I knew, that's wonderful. I knew about um the I knew about the video, but everything else was pretty much news to me. I would also just like uh, to thank the two of you uh, for making me now uh, only the like person who's been the second most embarrassed by JT Miller. Um, so- <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were joking right before we t- I, I did my excellent introduction of the show is how many more people have clowned on Jackson or like hate Jackson versus hate uh, Cody and Mr. Booth. <laughs> Wait, how, how did that, that work? No, it, yeah, was, like, um, it was who's taking more uh, flack. Right, right. Who's, who's taking more flack from like the general public. And it was either. Uh, <laughs> I didn't I take think, any flack personally. I yeah. I came out smelling like a rose. Yeah. But I was gonna say I should read I should read my last ten mentions because they're all just like the nicest things imaginable, <laughs> as completely comparable to David's. But yeah, uh, between like David like having like the Stooley Nation after him, or 
or was it Jackson uh, having Hockey Night in Canada's panel literally pull up his tweet to be? Like, I was going to say, tweet? like, if you count all the people who saw that tweet and were like, get a load of this asshole, then it's probably yeah. me. Yeah. But yeah. I think yeah. in terms of like National actual, actual negative interactions with people, it's probably uh, it's probably Booth, because as we know, you know, if uh, if Booth gets you in your his uh, line of sight, he's going to hit you every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's obviously depends on whether which side of the fence you're on and apparently like i don't consider myself to be overly negative like some people here <coughs> jackson <laughs> I, like i barely you know if i'll make a bending joke it'll be very indirect and obviously like you know i'm not like crazy like fire bending like uncle elite's level <laughs> yeah. but like yeah. you know, my stance is still somewhat clear it's not like i'm going out calling for his firing but at the same time i'm not going to be his biggest fan like i don't think anyone really should be after what we've seen in the last seven years yeah but for some reason apparently like everyone thinks i'm in this weekly zoom meeting with jackson and samantha chang talking about how much we hate the aquilinis it's a reading group as we were saying (laughs) at the start of uh like before we started recording like this is the first time we've ever talked um certainly yeah for more than just the length of one like tweet or one (laughs) you know, like a couple of messages in a DM or something like pretty, oh, yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. And then to cap it off, cap off a brilliant weekend, like W's all around for Canucks Twitter. Uh, and like, what was it? Half an hour before we decided to start recording. <laughs> like couldn't have scripted a better build up to this podcast and this gathering of minds. Uh, <laughs> Paul Bissonette went after David on his own accord after encountering a graph on Twitter that was uh what was it like 2018 US Young male, male virginity on the rise <laughs> yeah that's our next episode we'll, we'll cover that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no somebody somebody just posted some like uh, there is a chart i guess probably in the washington post and somebody just uh screen capped it and was like yo this is an insane chart uh, yeah, and it's about young male virginity being on the rise. And Paul, Paul replied like Paul is not I- involved in this tweet at all. I mean, clearly he he make he thinks that he is, yeah. but like, I think this tweet went uh, viral. So he just saw some random person retweeted into his timeline and was like, "I should take a shot at Mr. Booth." For someone who only has seven career NHL goals and built his entire brand based on fighting, that was a pretty pathetic response. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this is on the level of a sucker punch. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Which I am. Okay. Over. I mean, <laughs> in, and in fair, in, in fairness to like, uh, usually when a sucker, when a twi- when the Twitter version of a sucker punch happens, the damage is actually usually done by the five people who come in afterwards. So Paul says, uh, so he says, uh, that's because they pulled Mr. Booth and his followers need a bigger sample size. Just out of fucking nowhere. Half an hour before this. For for the record, if you have a million followers, like if you if you're a famous person with a million followers on social media, the correct response, if you're going to respond to anyone saying anything to you, uh, the correct response to someone who's just like a random guy is only ever who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who are you? Like, I don't know who you are. That's the, the, the idea that like, 
you as like I said, like as like probably the most famous man in hockey, realistically, um, mm-hmm. to be like yeah. to be like, I'm so mad at uh, a, at like a guy who pretends to be Francesco Aquilini on Twitter. Um, yeah, <laughs> great. It Everyone who has followed me in the last 24 hours is going to be super confused when they see some tweet about blueberries and backstabbing all of a sudden. And <laughs> yes, it's going to be absolutely glorious when Diz tries to tag me and he just runs into the owner of the Vancouver Canucks <laughs> and he's going to be confused out of his mind. Oh my gosh. Wait, okay. They're going to talk about this in the next episode for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, it'll oh, yeah. be the one episode you have to listen to if you're a Canucks yeah, fan. You might actually God. have to listen to a Barstool podcast. Are we yeah. going to do like a Barstool response episode? <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> we have to re- record it outside the P&E just on the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> I will say um, just for like, for those of you that are interested, um, we are going to do like an episode on the history of Barstool uh, during the off season, I think, because it's yeah. something that I want to, I've wanted to do for a long time. Just got to have the right guest on somebody who's maybe a little bit more well-versed than I am, but like Gordon it, Miller. I, yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want, um, I do want people to have the full picture because I think people don't quite understand like how rancid they are and that it's not just like if they just had a couple of podcasts where they said some stupid shit, like, really no one would care it's so much more than that and so i look forward to uh being able to get into like all their heinous shit with like the blackout parties and all of that in uh in a more detailed episode at some point during the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah is there anything else from that saga you guys want to cover because uh i would also just kind of ask a little bit about like the other shit you got up to mr booth i feel like right now i I know, like, right now, he's definitely, like, reading all the replies coming to him. So we should shoot him, like, uh, we should shoot Paul just a live request to come on Roxy Fever right now. <laughs> hash it out right here. Since he's reading everything. He is reading everything. And he has had, I, I have a sneaking suspicion he has had the most recent reply just, right, 30 minutes before we started recording. Um, he's had that planned out for quite some time. <laughs> because if you look at the original tweet with the chart, it was tweeted out yesterday at around 10.50 a.m., which is when he started going on his rampage of uh, tweets oh, yeah. uh, in an in- incoherent manner. And he just replied to it just now. And I don't think that's a coincidence. So if my suspicion is true, hanging on to tweets for 36 hours, I don't like using the phrase rent-free, but it is pretty sweet how how much space Canucks Twitter is occupied in his brain right now. Yeah. Oh, it's like 90% of whatever brain he has left in his head after a career. It's of not much space. It's not much space, which is very impressive how he's crammed all of us in there. So kudos to him. I am also anticipating that, well, it might be a good idea to like take a snippet of this episode and really like post the five or like 10 second clip uh, of something choice from here today. Oh, yeah, uh, because there's a good chance that he's that like, one of their fan, like a bunch of their fans are gonna, I'm not gonna call them fans of stoolies, uh, are gonna be like, Paul, did you see this? And Paul's gonna listen to it, Paul's gonna address it. And uh, I will also oh, 1000%, I will get into <laughs> it with uh, stoolies because I, I don't care. Yeah, I'm wondering if I'm prepared. I think I am. Well, <clears throat> thanks to thanks for both of you for coming on. And this is the first time that I've, I've spoken to you, uh, Mr. Booth underscore seven. Uh, I just want to say, I think speak on behalf of, of not, not just everybody else in the zoom call, but like so many, so much of Canucks Twitter, like 
you do incredible shit on the timeline. Uh, I to this day, I always have to check who is actually tweeting from Francesco's account when I see him. <laughs> uh, I have to check myself because sometimes I don't even believe it. Sometimes when he's going out, he's like, "What a gutsy win!" And it's like a three-two shootout <laughs> loss where you got outshot by the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to know, like, uh, well, first, like, when did you start? And I would love to hear any stories you have of like the, the responses you've gotten or, uh, what, what was your favorite, uh, time, uh, impersonating somebody online? And also <laughs> if anybody from a team has actually messaged you or from media, or I just want to hear about how you really got them, you know? Are we talking about the Markstrom thing here? Because that's those are sort of my Mona Lisa until now, oh. thanks to Bizanet who had to oh. ruin it all. I don't. Rem- I might remember. I might remember this when you talk. Yeah, about if it, you explain it, maybe. Really but we got we got a lot of listeners is... not on Twitter. Oddly, <laughs> yeah, hard hard to believe. All the leftist communist side of this podcast, I'm assuming. But anyway, it's um, weird. Some, yeah, some some some, and then others. We have a we have a more diverse uh, cross section of listeners than you might think. <laughs> um, where did it start? I think this was game five of the was it the second round in the Edmonton bubble versus the Vegas Golden Knights and. Markstrom was coming off some weird injury and no one knew anything about it. All we knew was the night before game five, Elliot Friedman came out and said, um, because he just loves panicking Canucks Twitter the night before big games, obviously. <laughs> big, big big fan of Canucks Twitter, Elliot Friedman. He comes out and he says, Markstrom is dealing with some injury and he might not be able to go, blah, blah, blah. And no one really knows what's going on. Like PJ saying nothing, Rick Dollywall saying nothing. So nobody has a clue and everyone's just freaking out because this isn't like bubble demo yet. We haven't experienced yeah. bubble demo. Yeah. So no one has, everyone's just totally freaking out. Everyone's like, like about 20% of the fan base is like, well, we're going into Luongo and Schneider mode all over again and brace yourselves for goalie controversy. Uh, it's not the Canucks is, in the playoffs without a goalie controversy right at the last exactly. minute. You've got 20% that's totally cool and calm and collected because they still think we'll be able to beat the Vegas Golden Knights thanks to Jim Benning's master plan and master team and everything. And you've got the rest of the fan base just normally freaking out. And so I just figured it'd be a great opportunity just to, to try to get some people. I wasn't really thinking about anyone specific, like media personnel. But uh, it took me like two minutes to craft the tweet and just put it out there just to get some feelers. I'm like, oh, no one's going for this. You know, about one minute in, a minute 30 in, I'm like, oh, well, no one's no one's really going for this. I'll probably like remove it and just checking some mean bills in between. And I check back after two minutes and then you just see like Brendan Batchelor retweeted, Vic Nazari, oh, yeah. all these like, oh, 6, 50, poor... 10, 40 guys retweeting it. Uh... And so I'm just making sure like I, I was using the Cody method of taking as many screen grabs as possible mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. unfortunately guys like Dollywall and Batchelor aren't as naive as Spin and Chick with social media interns <laughs> and they took 30 seconds to delete their tweets. So I'm just getting as many screenshots as possible. And next thing you know, Dollywall's tweeting it out. And the best part, as soon as Dollywall tweets it out, since everyone has their notifications on for Dollywall, so everyone just gets an alert that Thatcher Demko is starting in game five. And so um, I think it was David Petrelli who published an entire article on the premise of my tweet. As, yes. And I was impersonating, I should say, I, I changed like my account like name and logo to like Canucks PR. And I figured that would, that's what like, would be most effective because they're a PR That's team awesome. too. Might not have the little verified blue check marks. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, maybe totally. this would work. Oh, smart. And That's then, clutch. Wow. 
Exactly. And then Quadrillo just puts my, he puts my tweet in the article and just uh, puts the entire thing out within like two <laughs> minutes of my tweet, oh, which is, <laughs> of all the reactions, putting out an entire article might have been my favorite one. Um, and That's yeah, like so all good. these guys, all these guys just putting it out. Like, I don't really remember how many people ultimately fell for it, but um, unlike, so my, unlike my mentions right now, like most of them, you know, took it in a good way. Some didn't, some did not have as much fun as, as everyone else, like uh, <clears throat> Matt Securis. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, some people <laughs> are frustrated. He's now, he's now a podcast competitor. You can go off on Matt Securis. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's pretty much uh, my Mona Lisa because I think the best part was because Dan Murphy and other guys were coming out with the real facts that Patrick Demko was actually starting. Up until five minutes before game time, nobody had a freaking clue as to who was starting in that game. Because anytime anyone sees a Thatcher Demko is starting tweet, they're automatically assuming it's fake. So I'm going yeah. on like the Canuck <laughs> social account and they're like, Demko is starting. And everyone's like, is this real? Or is this like someone's hacking into this account or something? So that was probably my favorite one up until tonight. Just because <laughs> it's the game. Like totally, like I didn't know what was going to happen. It's just totally unexpected putting out failures out there. And everyone just falls for it just super, super fast. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously a big difference in, in the response. Um, I was going to say everybody like that series, like anytime near the end of a, even halfway through any playoff series, the Canucks are in, everybody is anxious as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's palpable. Like, uh, even the series before, like everybody thought Ryan O'Reilly was going to like, like rob their house and steal their wife or something like like you know like so 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 the whole like uh being really scared that the one reason you're in the playoffs is not going to be playing uh really freaked so many people out and it was so funny like really taking advantage of the atmosphere of canucks twitter so funny to watch yeah that's that's the art of trolling really Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, with the Canucks fan base in particular, like, if I was a Sabres fan and I was trying to pull this off, I don't know why just the Sabres, because they're not getting close to the second round anytime soon. But, like, if I was, say, one of those fans, it wouldn't be as effective, obviously. And so I think it's something, like, only unique that we can do with Canucks fans. And honestly, people say, like, Canucks, you know, the Canucks fan base is so toxic and, and all that. But that's just, like, 2 maybe 3% of the fan base as a whole. And you buy everyone else who's just straight up having a good time, honestly. Like, I would say the only fan base in Canada that tops the Canucks is the Senators fan base. Just because, mm-hmm. first of all, they had the balls to pull off the whole Melnick billboard thing, which we <laughs> cannot 100%. do owner for some reason. 100%. And they've just accepted the fact that their team is going to be in the basement for a very long time. So sort of like accepting that reality is just just makes them super fun. But yeah, I mean, it's obviously a lot of fun anytime you can play around with Canucks Twitter. It's very fun fan base when and not everyone's you know going at each other's throats over a signing that Mike Gillis made in 2009 and <laughs> had some no-movement clause attached to it that had no impact on the overall success of the Canucks, but for some reason we're talking about in 2021, because why not? It's butterfly effect kind of shit, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I that know that signing uh, led to... Um, Markstrom walking. That's just how it, go, how it went. That's yeah, how it goes. Yeah. Any of his guys, if there weren't any no movement clause, it's as simple as that. <laughs> like, I kind of felt like 
up my own ass a bit like after like a couple you know 24 hour period of people being like you're a king take your crown it's like okay like <laughs> i troll i troll this team and the fan base like as much as possible and for once i got to troll like the people that really deserve to be trolled as mm. much as possible mm-hmm. like I, I just felt like that uh michael scott uh gif or a moment where he's like am i a hero I don't know. I really can't say, but yes. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I don't want to be like, you know, I've, I've done anything because like at the end of the day, I think Samantha talked about this a, a bit with um, the fact that Gord Miller saying something about Barstool was like a big deal. And it sucks that like, you know, it takes a man, like a white male in yeah, a position totally. of power to, to really kind of open up the lens towards uh, like what Barstool represents and all that. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm here I am another white male like clowning on them. So it feels weird to be like, you know, I'm still not doing anything. Still no, no one else has really jumped on to actually like start the conversation about why people in positions of power shouldn't be supporting the Barstool sports network or Dave Portnoy or whatever. And really Uh like just kind of making an affirmative statement. Like I won't name who it was that, did reply to my thread of like like hey look at me trolling these clowns haha i got someone who does have like the check mark who replied and was like this is great like way to go after them and they instantly deleted it presumably because they are in a position where their fan base is like okay well who are you to say this against this right so Mm. there's like this fear like like the person was a woman and the oh, fact yeah, there is yeah. that kind of fear that like as a woman you can't step up and say like hey this is funny that you've clowned on like this joke of a corporate entity mm-hmm. uh, and it still is on people like david and myself to just like meme them to oblivion so that people will stop taking them as seriously as mm-hmm. yeah which is ultimately like i think a big part of what the attitude should be is just that like you know, these people are not above criticism and that they deserve to be clowned on as much as possible. Um, I'll also add to that too, like- Exactly. The thing that you, the thing that you said too about how like, you know, and I, I don't, I don't want to put, I'm never going to put anybody on blast for like not risking their job uh, because I get it. Uh, like mm-hmm. anybody who's listened to the show long enough or like followed me long enough knows that like I was put in a position not that long ago when- uh, rams got asked to leave the nation network over something she tweeted um where like i couldn't just fuck off um and be like fuck this even though i wanted to be um but i will say like just maybe to cap this all off i think both of you and like particularly booth are proof that like if you want to make content about sports like you can just do it you know it doesn't have to be your job and mm-hmm. I, if you want to be the owner of the Vancouver Canucks, you can be the owner. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to uh, pretend that you're uh, like getting DMS from Tony D'Angelo and Paul Bissonnette, you can just do that. You're allowed. Yeah. There's nothing um, saying you can't do that. But yeah, no, I, I, I just wanted to say that like, you know, personally um, I never, I never uh, thought this was going to be a job anyways. And I, I really only went along with it with the possibility of it being a job because like it was so easy. I I feel like that's like a dick (laughs) thing to say, but it was just like, it was a fun way to like make money. And so I was like, Oh, cool. I, uh, 
I'll try to make money doing it then. But honestly, like my life is, is a lot happier now that I can just say whatever I want and do whatever I want and not have to worry about that stuff. And um, that being a pure poster is the purest vocation uh, that, that one can have. So um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks to to both of you guys for fighting the good fight. Yeah. I was going to add Cody. That was a really good uh, statement um, about Gord and, uh, and all that. And I was going to add on to that. Uh, I, sometimes we'll be tempted to be like, oh yeah, it makes sense that Gord understands and said what he said because he has a 13 year old daughter who clearly respects and listens to uh, her concerns about it shouldn't, but the thing is like, it should not take you having a daughter uh, to be able to recognize that. Like this, this is just me restating a general point. Uh, it shouldn't take you being like, oh yeah, I have a sister or like, I saw this thing through my mom's eyes. Like, no, you should be able to see it because you're a human being. I didn't have much more to add on top of that, but no, that was, that was really awesome. This was, it wasn't just like, Oh, funny thing happened this week. Let's have you guys on. It's like, this is part of what the show is about. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's through the lens of, of, uh, of Canucks fan culture uh, to critique, to critique power systems that, that we notice. Um, and Barstool is one of these, places that very few people are willing to talk about i mean like if you want to talk about cancel culture that uh that woman reporter with the blue check mark who ended up deleting her own post because anticipating the horrible replies horrible dms uh at the very least that she was going to get like that's that's cancel culture like none of these stoolies understand that that's somebody who actually has faced and is anticipating serious consequences to their life uh not just whether Twitter is a place you can go without getting clowned on once in a while. Like nothing's going to happen to Paul Bissonnette. No. Yeah. No, no, of course you know? not. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, that's like, that's like Jamie Ben the other week, uh, liking all the Candace Owen posts or whatever, and then being like, Oh, cancel culture or whatever. And it's like, look, man, what, what, are, what's, what is actually happening to you other than just like someone was mean to you on the internet? Mm-hmm. Like, you make millions of dollars. Something that something that literally all five of us have had to deal with at some point in our lives for <laughs> for literally no money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, the 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 reality is that like the whole purpose of Twitter of social media, the only thing it's good for is to make uh, people that are way more wealthy and successful than you as mad as you are. Uh, mm. and if you're not using it for that, then like you're doing, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's the so only thing it's good for. You two are excellent examples of that, yeah, yeah. Like at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's you got to keep some people in check at times, and obviously, kind of like a certain faction of Canucks fans when there isn't that tape to hold them back from going over the deep end and kind of being this whirlwind that can't be stopped uh barstool eclipsed that ages ago and unfortunately there is a festering frat culture that will convince you that they are the ones being wrongfully persecuted for their beliefs when that is not the case no one Mm -hmm. has kept them in check no one in the actual media landscape has kept them in check and every ounce of effort that's gone into keeping them in check since has pretty much been fruitless. So if at the end of the day, uh, Mr. Booth can live rent free in uh, Paul Bissonnette's head 24 hours after the last interaction 
over a fucking doctored DM exchange. Like that's a little win for the people that just want some checks and balances at the end of the day. And fortunately, I feel that Canucks Twitter for all of its issues is one of the better fan bases at kind of looking at the bigger picture and keeping both corporate entities, businesses, teams, people in check to a fair enough degree. Yeah. I mean, when Canucks Twitter is united, it's one of the most powerful fan bases online for sure. But unfortunately we're talking about the Michael Grabner trade 97% of the time. So it's just <laughs> not possible. To well, as long as we're, uh, as long as we're on the subject of uniting Canucks Twitter, one thing I would love to unite Canucks Twitter around is subscribing to our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash Roxy Fever, uh, where you can get, one heritage minute every month by the time this episode goes out hopefully uh our heritage minute for the month of march about uh canucks fan favorite by which i mean uh favorite of only me tom sestito all right uh cody booth why don't you guys do some do some plugs here where can uh, the good people find you uh, the fine fans of the Roxy Fever podcast can find me at Cody Sieverts on, on Twitter. My website is CometsHarvest.com, where I recap the AHL when it's actually in progress. And I'm on my own podcast, The Creasecast with Lachlan Irvine. And you can find me on www.MarkEdgeBlockspot.com, double <laughs> backslash, anti-Thomas Trans Manifesto. <laughs> Awesome. And uh, in the meantime, you can also follow me on Twitter at Failson McDonald. You can follow me on Twitter at Vyas Saran. You can follow me on Twitter at Moose Kayak. Uh, and uh, don't forget to follow the pod at Roxy Fever and send your hate mail to <gasps> at Barstool Sports, at Ryan Whitney 6, at BizNasty 2.0, at Rear Ads Blog, and at Stool Presidente on Twitter. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>